0: Coming up on Facts from the Stacks.
1: Ah, just like swag, just like swag is
0: chewy. We're really cringy right now. (laughs) But
1: welcome to Facts from the Stacks, a news and trivia podcast for book nerds and library lovers. Facts from the Stacks, created by the staff at the Jackson Madison County Library, is your library news and book-based trivia podcast. Join your hosts, Kelly and Shane, for what we're reading, what's happening in the library, and tons of trivia. We will have games and quizzes you can follow along and test your knowledge, but also so we can stump other library staff.
0: Welcome back, all you etymology enthusiasts and word warriors. Oh, that
1: was a good one. Mm.
0: Uh, Welcome back to Facts from the Stacks, where today's episode 18, we are talking about etymology not to be confused with entomology which we already did our bug episode so we're done with her (laughs) um yeah so we're just gonna talk a little bit about words and phrases in the english language and where they came from yes i'm excited I am too. Words are fun. I like, feel like I'm going to learn a lot of weird stuff today. I also feel like that. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Before we start talking about our recently borrowed, we have our uh, we have a lovely comment on the pod. Oh, we Got our
1: first comment. Our first
0: comment on Podbean, at least, Whoa. which is fun. <laughs> um, so this is a comment from Crazy Barista. Oh. Love the name. Yes. Uh, who obviously commented on our coffee and caffeine episode. Of course um the comment reads this is so cool i didn't know y'all had a podcast until i noticed the notification mentioned coffee coffee's one of my passions we roast our own coffee beans so this is really cool to see i'm definitely going to keep listening to y'all's podcast especially since you talked about agatha christie too smiley face also caffeine withdrawal is so real (laughs) And no offense to the people who like Starbucks, but they are not quality coffee, at least according to us coffee snobs. I would suggest going to Turntable, Madero, or Barefoot's Joe. Um, It's also supporting local businesses. So I know Turntable. You and I know Turntable well. We stand. Um, We love to take a little hot girl walk to a turntable and get coffee. Sometimes you need it. Yeah, sometimes you just need it. Um, But, you know, and I understand that people... Have their bias against Starbucks as yeah, well. Yeah,
1: that's not the first time I've heard that comment.
0: Yeah, and sure. it's it's not you know when I go to Starbucks I'm going for like usually not actually coffee content. Usually yeah. I get myself like a frappe.
1: And I feel like Starbucks is like a fun game of roulette. Like I could order the same thing once a week for a month, and sometimes mm. it'll be delicious, and sometimes it'll be absolute trash. And you <laughs> so know, it's like a fun surprise.
0: It's a fun surprise, <laughs> but you know, I. I I can I can see that it is not it might not be like the um, like a traditional coffee shop kind of situation, Um, but we do love our um, partners at the Starbucks at twenty thirty four North Highland where we do book talk book talks.
1: I feel like all the Starbucks baristas I've encountered in Jackson have just been lovely. Yeah. Very nice folks. I
0: That's really the only one I go to, um, and it's because those are my people. Yeah. Um,
1: the one by really... the North Branch. Everyone there is always very nice. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, we love them, too, but it is also important to support your, you know, local businesses and such. Um, Madero and Barefoot's Joe are both like, on the Union campus. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, me neither. Um, I had not heard of either of those, but, like, apparently the Union students need Oh yeah, two coffee places. 100%. And then the Starbucks at the gate, basically. Wow, those so. guys are living. I had one of those, like,
1: We Proudly Brew places on my campus, Ooh. and that was it.
0: Yeah. 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 So, thank you, Crazy Barista, for your comments. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the pod. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Shout out. Yeah,
0: and... <laughs> And let's talk about what we've been reading. Yes. So I recently, and by recently, I've I've not touched the book I wanted to touch yet. No. Because I got distracted. Because yeah. um now I have officially started listening to I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. Love it. Um, I'm glad you're squeezing that in before the end of 2023. So I feel like it
1: was kind of a 2023 icon. It
0: it was. It was. And it's free on Spotify.
1: Oh, shout Um, out. So I
0: was like, let's just listen. Yeah. Um, And wow. How is it with her narrating? Because I just read it. Oh, you read it. She's fantastic. Love it. I mean, you know, just like with with anything that's read by the author, you know, it's going to have the the right um tone. Yeah, you know? And so like when she's like recounting these stories like it it sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it her it's painful. Yeah. Um but it's a great book and Agreed. i'm i'm about a quarter of the way through. Wow. We really popped her on 1.5 speed and just yeah. we're going. Same. So. I rarely listen on one speed. And i guess that's what i'm learning is that i can listen to an audiobook if it's like a biography or a memoir. I can't do fiction that way because yeah. i feel like with fiction there's too much symbolism and stuff that you yeah. can miss if you miss a sentence. But when I'm following like a memoir, if I miss a sentence, then I'm, I still know generally what's yeah, going on. That's so true. So
1: yeah, I always listen in the car cause I commute. And so sometimes when I'm really into a book, I'll be like, Oh, I want to keep listening. So I try to listen like at my desk or at home while I'm doing things. And then I'll like step back a moment and be like, I don't know what they just said for the past like five minutes, which is funny. Cause like you don't realize when you're in the car, like, That's all you have to focus on. So you are very much listening. But anytime I'm anywhere else
0: trying to multitask, I cannot audiobook. Oh, no. Like, oh, I've zoned out. (laughs) Yeah. I've checked out of this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So that's what I'm doing. It's It's a good but uncomfortable time
1: right like it's not like oh my gosh this is
0: so much fun no, but it's satisfying it is satisfying <laughs> yeah yeah you started a new thing
1: yes i'm into my holiday reads already we're doing good we made the
0: transition we
1: did yes at long last so i just finished because it's real short the audiobook was like four hours uh a boy called christmas by matt haig which is a fic.
0: A middle grade
1: novel. And there is a Netflix movie, which I'm very excited to now watch.
0: Um, But
1: it was really cute. It was very like, I saw someone reviewed it and they talked about it was kind of like series of unfortunate events vibes with that like, just like very clever, kind of like subtly comedic juvenile fiction vibes. It was great. It was really cute. That's fun.
0: What's next on our list?
1: And then I started after that. The Twelve Days of Dash and Lily, which is the sequel to the first book, which I don't remember the name of right now. But it's another—it's a Christmas YA book, and I read that last year. And that has a Netflix show, like a little—you know—one of those like limited series for Christmas. It had like four episodes or something, which was really cute too. But there's two more
0: books, so now we're on to that. That's so fun! Yeah, wow! I love a Christmas book. See, I I don't I don't know that I've ever sat and read like specifically a Christmas book. Oh, okay. Maybe this will be the year. Yeah. I went to see Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes and I, that kind of like made me want to read more. Oh, I love that. Because, you know, I was like, "Wow, I miss reading."
1: Yeah, that happens to me too like when I see something and I i am not familiar with the book version of it at all, it makes me feel like FOMO, like, oh, I gotta read that. Yeah,
0: yeah. so I, I'm thinking we're gonna enter an era of consuming a lot He's of He's in books. his reading era, folks. We're, we're in 24. the reading era, yeah. You're on your <laughs> Fingers <radar>. crossed. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back with more Facts from the Stacks. Do you enjoy the holidays, crafts, or bad art? Do you want to make your own little decoration to proudly place on your Christmas tree to show off to friends and family? If so, join us this Friday, December 8th, at Hub City Brewing at 6 o'clock. We will have wooden ornaments for you to glitter glue, googly eye, and feather to gaudy holiday perfection. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? All right, you big know-it-all. Did you know? Etymology, being the study of the origin of words, mm-hmm. and you know the way that the what those words mean changes over time and everything like that. I've always loved hearing stories about how a word came to be Same. or why language is the way it is. So interesting. Um, this is another episode that we could have included Rachel in because You're right. she is a link. She's a linguistics major, and oh. this is her. She, this is her bread and butter, but we'll bring her back for part two. We'll bring her back for part two. But one of the books that I looked at when we were, um, when we got this topic was called the hidden history of coined words by Ralph keys. Um, So that's one we have here at the library. And I just kind of flipped through the first couple chapters of it. um, And what I found was that Winston Churchill was notorious for making up words. Like Shakespeare. Um, Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Um, And he tended to make up these words when he didn't think there was a word for it. Oh. Even though there are, by definition, words for the things he was trying to say. Love that. Um, And so I just wanted to list a few of these. Um, One of them, and it might be a fun little, like, what do you think he meant by this? Mm, Okay. Um, like a mini quiz, if you will. Yeah, I love that. Um, so there was one object in his office that he would ask for, and it was his CLOP. K-L-O-P. What do you think his CLOP was? Bring me my CLOP.
1: I'm going to guess that is... My mind is saying, like, something related to a cane, something related to his feet.
0: It is not, it was <laughs> his hole puncher. Oh, clop. Because it that's the noise it made, but he <laughs> would call it his clop and he got really upset. There was a story where he got really upset at one of his assistants because he asked for his clop and she brought him a book. <laughs> like this random book off of his shelf and he was like, "Oh We're my not god." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, funny. There's paintatious.
1: So that's an adjective.
0: Um. Yes. She's so paintacious. Yeah.
1: Um, someone who's like has a low pain tolerance.
0: Um. So it is paintacious. Ah. It is settings that he deemed worthy of painting.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: It's so strange. Wow, this is um, such a paintacious view. This one is a little weird. This one was bottlescape. That's literally um. He had a still life that he painted of bottles. And he mm. said, it's a bottlescape.
1: Ah. It's a
0: landscape. He reminds of me of me a little.
1: He's <laughs> I feel like I'd be doing stuff do like that. You feel like Winston Churchill? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> let me just decide how I want to describe this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um fear thought. Mm. Like just the word fear and the word thought shoved together. Anxiety. Yeah. Useless worrying. <laughs> uh, ah. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, there's a word for that. Yeah. It's anxiety. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Classic
1: powerful man. Like, no, I yeah. will decide
0: what this is called. Yeah. Because s- I'm Winston
1: Churchill. I mm-hmm.
0: said what I said. Yes. <laughs> um, afterlight.
1: Afterlight. Is that, like, after the sun goes down, but it's still kind of light outside? <laughs>
0: um, that one was retrospect. So, like, oh. oh, in hindsight or in retrospect. Oh, afterlight. In the Afterlight. I mm. see that. Yeah,
1: aftermath. Yeah, that's the same.
0: It's thing. there were words for this. Winnie. <laughs> um, and then one of the ones that I've heard, but I didn't realize it was a Winston Churchill thing, mm. was terminological inexactitude.
1: I've heard that
0: before too. Yeah, I think people might like joke about that now. Yeah, right? so yeah. that's just an inaccuracy or a yeah. lie, a yeah. terminological inexactitude.
1: Yeah, I feel like people like use that when they're like. Trying to sound fancy, yeah, like in cartoons and stuff. That's what
0: that reminds. Yeah, me. so like these are words that fully had, yeah, like they exist. didn't need to exist. Uh-huh. Um, but he still said, "I'm really going to do that." Yeah. Um, so what the other things that I learned in that book are that um, obviously people will predict like linguistic trends, Ooh. and so they'll pick up on words that are popular, like. Are used, especially in the day of the internet. Okay. You know, we're picking up on words that are being used and they predict how, basically, how long lived those words are. Oh. And so it talked about in 2009, there was a linguist named Grant Barrett that had a list, I guess every year he would predict 25 words that he thought would survive mm. and would continue being used. And some of these are really funny. <laughs> Um, frugalista. Ooh, that's me. You love a bargain. Yeah, we love a bargain, <laughs> but we also like to be fashionable. That's literally me. Frugal, so a frugal <laughs> um fashionista, frugalista. Yeah,
1: frugal. I've never heard that word, but I identify. Uh, it
0: obviously did not last. <laughs>
1: yeah, you were wrong.
0: <laughs> um, another one was gay marry. So like when you're gay married. Oh, I'm gonna gay marry you. L- yeah, L-R. yeah, yes, correct. <laughs> Interesting. Um, that one. Didn't really last, but it's still kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, this one feels very appropriate of two thousand nine being the Twilight era. Yes. Um, fang bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is exactly what you think yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one's a little sad. Netflix divorce. <gasps> it's Who where gets the subscription. So I feel like this could have. Um, this could have been revived in our years of covid because it is a divorce that results from the like the difference in what you want to watch
1: oh my gosh so many netflix divorces happen during COVID. that's what i
0: mean so like this this term
1: I thought it was like when you
0: break up, who gets gets the the subscription subscription while it comes out of my bank account. (laughs) So I get to keep that subscription. Yeah. Um, And then the only one that out of his predictions for that year that really stuck was reset button.
1: Oh, yeah. Hit the reset button.
0: I don't feel like that. I don't call that slang in my heart. No, I don't either. Um, I feel like that's pretty common. Yeah.
1: I feel like that's just like is a cool colloquialism the right word.
0: Right. Hmm. Yeah. So
1: where's like sleigh and uh, it's giving Yeah so those are
0: we'll get to that later Oh okay
1: sorry Um
0: so there and then in 2011 he did that again um the first one of the ones that it mentions is occupy for the oh, occupy o- wall, wall street, street which quickly kind of fizzled like yeah. that's not a thing wow, anymore this is really taking me back Yeah um I this one I'm not really aware of Arab Spring that sounds familiar, but I don't know what that means. It was some happening, like it was something that also fizzled very quickly. And then the one out of his predictions that year that stuck was humble brag.
1: Oh yeah. Which TBT. I
0: I can I can see that. We still use humble brag. Yeah. But it was just interesting to see what things a linguist sees as words that will keep around yes. that we can continue to have use for. And most of those we don't anymore. Yeah, that's funny. Like, I feel like some of them are used in a funny way, um, but not like something you're ever going to see in the Webster's Dictionary. Right. Right. Um, that's but yeah, funny. so that's, that is uh, my section on from the hidden history of coined words. Very
1: fun. When you first mm-hmm. started that part about um, the trendy words, I realized I really missed an opportunity. I should have mm-hmm. done, like, some of my research on urban dictionary like just that whole concept that's I, what it made me think of when you first started talking
0: yeah and i thought about going on to urban dictionary but i was like that that kind of feels like such an informal yeah it's like let's legit it's not legit, and it's not be legit. So that's a good point yeah it's a fun resource <laughs> yeah but who knows what truly goes on true on urban dictionary <laughs> Yeah.
1: Okay, my first article I came across was um, about the word capitalism. It was by Richard Salzman, and basically the article was talking about how if we look at the etymology of certain words, it can help us understand the concept better, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So he was saying um, it can help us retain the essence of these systems by exposing their roots. So like... He was like, let's look at the word capitalism, socialism, fascism, etc., and use the etymology to like see if that helps us understand them as like constructs. Okay. So it's interesting. Um, hmm. So, for example, socialism comes from the same root words as social and society. Communism, commune, community. Mm-hmm. Fascism is from the Italian fascismo, which comes from. Fascio, which is a bundle of rods tightly bound together. Oh. Which comes from the Latin root "fasci"es for bundle slash group.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. Huh. Um, so then going on to the main topic of the article was capitalism. So capital slash capitalist slash capitalistic were used centuries before capitalism. Came about as a word. Right. Interesting. So it comes from the Latin root word caput, which means head. Oh. Um, And the reason is because wealth back, you know, way back then, was measured by the total head of cattle a man owned.
0: Oh, my God. Isn't
1: that interesting?
0: Whoa. Yeah.
1: So then capitalism came about in the Renaissance because people needed a new term during this time of blooming commerce and industry for people who invested and accumulated capital. So then capitalist or er, capitalism came about, um, going along that train of the whole kaput, head, et cetera. So some more words that have that head root, kaput, caput, uh-huh. whatever. So the head of government, Lives in the capital. Right. Makes sense. The head of a ship or a team is the captain. Oh, my God. Yeah. The stone on the top of a structure is the capstone. And per capita income is calculated by dividing by the number of heads. Decapitation. Heads will roll. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Capital punishment is the loss of one's head, a.k.a. life. And then caps sit atop human heads.
0: Whoa. So it really just like
1: went on this whole rabbit hole that I thought was fun.
0: That's wild. Yeah. I never would have put any of those together.
1: Me neither. This happens to me a lot where I like, when we were talking about botany and I was like, I just now put together that botanical mm-hmm. has to do with botany as in of plants. So similarly, this happens to me a lot where I'm like, oh, now that I realize that, duh. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, that word comes from that word.
0: Makes perfect sense. But like... Caps, yeah. capstone, captain—I yeah. never would have put those. Yeah, I together. never put
1: captain or cap- well, not capital, but captain and capitalism. I never would have like connected the dots no, on those.
0: That's wild. Yeah,
1: so that was a really cool
0: article. Yeah, that's awesome. I found awesome. it on
1: the Tennessee Electronic Library. Shameless oh,
0: plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> we love Tell.
1: Yeah, facts from the stacks. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to us talk about the books we've been reading but don't have the time to come in and check them out, there's a solution for you. The library has online resources so you can check out books without ever leaving home. With Libby and Hoopla, you can access thousands of books, audiobooks, movies, TV shows, and magazines, all in the palm of your hand. Check out the episode's description or check out the library's website, jmclibrary.org, for more information
0: so my next book that i looked at was called ballyhoo buckaroo and spuds yes ingenious tales of words and their origins by michael quinton that sounds like a fun book and so what that book did was it took a lot of it kind of just lists a whole lot of words alphabetically and it gives each one of these words or phrases like A page or so and talks about where they came from and like what we say today And how some of the things that we have said today might be Disjointed with what it originally meant. Oh
1: interesting like telephone vibes
0: So yeah kind of like that. So the first one that I looked at was um So what do you when you place something In a corner like Mm -hmm. if you're like, oh i'm gonna put that cabinet in the corner Mm -hmm. Diagonally. What do you call that?
1: Catty corner?
0: Yeah, so I also say catty corner. Um, or is my it kitty corner? My partner says <laughs> kitty corner. Yeah. <laughs> what it actually is, is oh. cater cornered. Oh. C A T E R cornered. Okay. And that comes from the French word quatre, which means four. Oh. Because it's one of four corners. Yes. So we say these things, but that's not what it started as. So now it's catty or kitty cornered. I love stories like And that. it has nothing to do with a cat.
1: That's like half of the vernacular here in the South, I feel yeah. like, is we say it like this because it sounds like what the actual word says. is. Yes. That's like Southern 101.
0: Yes. <laughs> Have you ever seen that clip? Um, it's from... I don't know what it's from. I think it's a podcast, but it's one of the guys from Impractical Jokers talking to this other guy. And he goes, Tuberware. <laughs> and he's like, what was that? And the guy's like, Tuberware. And he's like, spell it. And he goes, T-U-B. And he goes, Wrong. <laughs> Tupperware, babe. It's peas. Yeah, Tupperware. And that, that clip, I always think about that clip when we talk about language. Yes. Because there's plenty of words in my life that yes. I have said confidently wrong. <laughs> So true so that's kind of what this book does for some of those it's really funny um the next one was head over heels Mm. have you ever thought about head over heels
1: i'm head over heels in love so my head is over my
0: heels (laughs) which is normal your head is always it's over always. your It's always, yeah. So, <laughs> surprise, it started as heels over head originally in the 14th century. And then around the 18th century, our, uh, authors started inverting it. Like, it just kind of happened. And then they thought it was fun and quirky to say it head over heels and that the new phrase was more persuasive than the old phrase and so now we have head over heels and then if somebody tries to say heels over head everyone's like that's not the phrase yeah but it is that's so
1: funny yeah
0: because like i've never thought about that
1: everything about human existence is just made up
0: (laughs) yeah it is it really is Um, so the next one is, um, the word hot dog. Hot dog. So I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more to this, but, um, one of the stories about, um, how it originated was a cartoonist for the New York Journal was said to not be able to spell the word Frankfurter. (laughs) And so he drew hot dogs as, um, dachshunds in buns. Ah, and that that tale that everybody that's like the the rumor that's okay. the, the the urban, urban legend, legend. Yeah. that's not correct um but actually 1860 is where it orig- originated and its part of it was people being paranoid of what kind of meat went into a hot dog true um mm. there's there's a lot of different stories but there was a I don't know that this was how this song started or if it was a twist on the song because of the suspicion of hot dogs being Mm. made of weird things. Mm -hmm. But um, in the book it says, Oh, where, oh, where has my little dog gone? Oh, where, oh, where can he be? Now sausage is good. Bologna, of course. Oh, where, oh, where can he be? They made them of dog. They made them of horse. I think they made them of he. (gasps)
1: <gasps> oh no so that's how that song goes
0: that's how a version of okay, the song okay. goes i don't know if it was the first version or if they yeah okay I got swapped you. the one we know to fit that yes. spooky like yeah hot dogs are made of dog Woo. but either way i don't like that yeah <laughs> um and the the last one that i picked up from that book was i could care less
1: Yes. Okay, I have had long thought conversations with myself about
0: this. Me too. Because
1: it should be, I could not care less.
0: That is correct. If
1: you could care less, you could care less than you do.
0: Yes. So <laughs> the first record of it being printed is in 1946 or so. Okay. Um, it it started in England as I couldn't care less. Right. Because that's what makes sense. Yeah, logical. Um, so in the 50s the states started to pick it up. And it slowly turned into the version that we know now of I could care less sometime in the 60s. And the thought process is that it likely has something to do with sarcasm.
1: That makes sense.
0: But when you write something, sarcasm doesn't read well. Right. So people will unironically say, I could care less. Mm -hmm. But like you couldn't care less yeah so that's one of the that's one of the big ones that i that's what i have thought about
1: yes i'm glad that you brought
0: that up because i've always wondered that yeah it's technically started as i couldn't care less makes sense because like there's no way i could possibly care less about this thing yeah i care so little that it couldn't be less than it is yeah and that makes perfect sense to me exactly um,
1: yeah, the only way it works, I think, is the sarcasm, where
0: you say, yeah. like, oh, I could
1: care less. For sure. But I don't. Correct.
0: <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So, and then that just doesn't translate well on paper. Exactly. So that's what I got from that That book. was wonderful. Yeah, that's a fun one. Our final facts and quiz segment will be right back after this break. Are you looking to get into the holiday spirit? Join us on December 14th at noon for food, drinks, door prizes, and all kinds of wintertime cheer. We'll even have musicians from the Jackson Symphony playing holiday favorites all the while. Come and have a great time or contact us if you want to help spread joy to those who are less fortunate.
1: So, for my next section, I just have a few words and where they come from. Mm. Rapid fire, if you will. So, first, I thought it was only right that we talk about the origin of the words quiz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... This article does say that this probably isn't true, but it's a legend that a Dublin theater owner made a bet that he could introduce a new word into the English language within a day or two. The amount of time differs in different tellings of the story and that the people of Dublin would make up the meaning of the word themselves. So he wrote the nonsense word quiz on some pieces of paper and got a gang of street urchins to... Okay. It's cut off. Let me just <laughs> sit
0: back up a little. I, I have heard this before. Okay.
1: So he got people to hang them up around town, I
0: think. And to, like, graffiti?
1: Yes. And so then it ended up being the talk of the town. People were like, what does this word mean? What does this word mean? And so they decided it it was a test. Yeah. And so that's where it came from. Like,
0: oh, this this is a test. We're yeah. being tested. So quiz. So quiz means test. That's wild. Yeah. I I heard that while researching some of my stuff as well so one of the two books corroborates that story oh cool that that was you know how we got quiz nice that's wild yeah absolutely crazy and so then speaking of quiz
1: let's do it
0: alright so our quiz today is kind of about gen z phrases love it and slang Mm hmm. Um, because I don't know, I, it feels like that's changing so, so rapidly. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's with any generation, the language that we use is so widely varied. Um, but I just wanted to take a few different Gen Z words and see if you know what they mean. I knew, I would say that I know. I picked some pretty easy ones, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, the first one, no cap. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Did you?
1: <laughs> okay, that means like no lie. Like, I'm not messing with you. Yeah. But for real, no real. Cap.
0: No cap. So, <laughs> yes, that's correct. It means no lie, for real. And it's based in... Yeah, what is the origin? Yeah, so it's based (laughs) in African-American vernacular English, um, which a lot, a lot of the phrases that we use in, like, pop culture come from African-American vernacular English. But um, back in the 1900s, to cap was to brag or exaggerate about something. So when you're like, no cap that's saying, like, I'm not exaggerating, oh, I'm not bragging, that's the truth. That's cool. So that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, drip.
1: Drip is like your swag.
0: Yeah. So an it's outfit... Like,
1: swag is lame now, so now you say
0: drip. Drip. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, an outfit that's really fashionable. Yeah. And that comes from... Um, actually, that one does not have as long of a history, Um, what I looked at says that it's kind of like dripping with money, Ah. which was more popularized um, by Cardi B's song, Finesse. So there's argument about whether it was started in New Jersey or I can't remember the other place, but some sometime around 2010, okay. both of both of these places saw an increase in usage of that. Oh. But the popularization of it um, in our year 2023 <laughs> um kind of come goes back to Cardi B. Love that. That's yeah. fun. That's a great song. Now this one I was not familiar with. Okay. I've not heard this one. Chuggy?
1: Okay, I have heard of this, and this is what we are. That's like, you're old, you're out of touch. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's really choogy, that's lame. Chogy is something that's out of date or something that's trying too hard. Yeah, that's us. It is. (laughs) That's old people. So it was traced back to 2013 when a Beverly Hills High School student used it. And it spread from there.
1: What an icon. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, So that's the only one that I was like... Oh,
1: I think I like heard that once on a TikTok, and so then I looked into
0: what uh-huh. that means. Like I don't hear that from real life people. No, I've never heard it in person. <laughs> no, so from that the youth of today, <laughs> um, say less. Say
1: less means literally say less. <laughs> it Means like stop being so extra. Like do just like. Oh, no, that's not... That's wrong. Okay, I'm getting confused. You're okay. I'm thinking of do less, God bless, Trey Kennedy. <laughs> i <I've, I've
0: laughs> never heard of that one.
1: Say less means like, stop talking, I'm in.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there are people who don't understand. They think they know what say less means. Yeah. Yeah. But then it actually is used as, I get it, or I understand. I was almost so chuggy right there, but I pulled
1: it back. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, It also originates from AAVE, the African American vernacular English. That's cool. And it's a modified version of Say No More. Say No More. But Say No More became chuggy.
1: Ah, just like swag, just like is so swag choogy. is
0: choogy, Um We're really cringy right now. Yeah. But say no more kind of sounds out of date, and say so no more. and so now we say say less, say less, say less.
1: Yeah, I got that mixed up with that.
0: Yeah, and this. then it's different.
1: It's different. It's uh-huh. Taylor Swift song.
0: Oh, it, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, it means, you know, it just feels like extra good like indescribably so like wow i love diet coke but this mcdonald's diet coke it hits different or
0: sprite yeah Sprite (laughs) hits different different. so it has if you're like defining it it's like a significant effect so like
1: (sighs) i'm really bad at putting my thoughts into definitions like that
0: that's fair (laughs) um so that actually originated from the youtubers daniel howell and phil lester dan and phil
1: I've heard of it. On them. YouTube. Yeah.
0: Um, they used it on their YouTube channel. It was popularized by the LGBTQ community and spread more from there in 2019. Wow. So now we say it hits different.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah,
0: so that's a fun one.
1: Uh, that When you said that, it made me think of, like, what words I used because Jenna Marbles used them. And, like, <laughs> I wonder if they've spread more than just me and you.
0: <laughs> it's hard to tell because yeah. we
1: quote Jenna Marbles... Often like I would love for her to have a mainstream slang term.
0: That'd be so great. Wow Hmm. What would it be though?
1: I don't know I'm just drawing a blank of her entire well universe now.
0: I mean we know like for me I feel like one of the ones that people wouldn't as commonly understand would be like I'm a Virgo,
1: yeah. Or like, <laughs> Virginia, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Like, you're such an Aries, yeah. Like, you know, stuff like that. True. But, um, yeah, stuff like that from popular, you know, YouTubers and TikTokers now, especially. Mm. Like, we're just gonna get more and more off the wall, yeah, things like off the wall words mm-hmm. and phrases
1: yeah. yeah i know when i first heard chuggy it sounded like every time i say it it feels wrong it sounds like like a slur have or you something. seen it
0: have you seen it spelled no c-h-e-u-g-y it yeah. doesn't look like a word yeah and just coming
1: out i don't know if it reminds me of curse words or something but it sounds like you're not supposed to say it like it's a slur that's
0: fair that's fair that's fair um so yeah that's our quiz on a few like gen z
1: that was so fun
0: And i feel like by the time we get this put up those will also be like out out but like i mean one's like bet I feel like that one's self-explanatory.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that's already on its way out. Like, because the regular people started saying it, so now it's out.
0: There was a TikTok I saw, I think it was last night, and it was this mom talking to her Gen Z daughters. (laughs) And... They were like, "You still use bet?" and she was like, "Yeah." And she was like, Ugh. "Like they were really concerned." That's and she was so like, funny. "What about the laughing crying emoji?" And they were like, "You still use that?" <laughs> like-
1: <laughs> I've seen a lot of TikToks that are like, "Your nurse comes in, but she's Gen Z." <laughs>
0: <laughs> those oh are God. funny yeah those like, are
1: pretty. hi my name is kimberly slay baby i'm gonna just take your temperature
0: <laughs> yeah that's so funny um so yeah that's our quiz and uh i guess that's that's our ep. that's our episode on etymology okay just dipped our toes in
1: yeah that was fun i was gonna say can we do our next episode on the mandela effect i think that would be fun
0: oh like telling stories yes all right. Um, so, yeah, our next episode in two weeks will be on the Mandela Effect. Woo! You know, there's there's plenty to work with there.
1: Yeah. Hopefully it's ones, I'm hoping, that it's, like, ones that I've not heard before that will
0: blow my mind. Yeah, because there's a few that everybody talks about, right? right? Um, so we'll try to avoid the ones that everybody knows yeah, about. Right.
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, continue to share your thoughts with us. Please do. Um, on tell us
1: what your Spotify
0: wrapped was. We'd love to hear it. Oh, yeah. We did. <laughs> we did have our Spotify wrapped moment this morning. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. Uh, but yeah, leave us comments. Tell us what you're reading, what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. And we will see you in two weeks.
1: Bye. Bye.